I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of Really Healthy. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. And we just want to thank you for watching us. Uh, we have so many people from all over, I don't know, everywhere, actually. And so thanks. Uh, keep following us. We love what we're doing. We're passionate about it. And we love that you're actually a part of it. Okay, so uh, we're going to start this show off today with, by... With what's new with you. With what's, with what's new with what me. What have you learned yeah. this week? What what is What is Waldo doing now? Yeah. So I... I kind of was, I got thinking about the things that I tried to put in my mind to help me work out. And part of it was kind of spawned by something that you talked about earlier about an app that actually helps with the beat of the music when you're working out. Oh, Temple Magic. Right. Yes. And so, so I, I like that idea and I've never really been one to work out with music. So I've always had ways of working out. Tricks. So I want, I want, uh, tricks, like mind. mind tricks, all kinds of tricks, things okay. that I've just, so I, I work out better, more consistent, uh, I get through it, I enjoy it, all of these different things. So these are the things you think about to get through a workout. The things that I think about. Because a workout's hard, you don't like it, or it's just... I find the, the irony of working out so, <laughs> I don't know, palatable, because yeah. it's, it's painful, you sweat, yeah. you're tired... But it's really good for you. Right. And so sitting there doing nothing or eating cake all the time, it's that instant satisfaction, but it's actually detrimental. Okay. So give me an idea of what you're talking about. So it's for me, it's about how do I get out of bed first? Okay. Like the battle to me is the hardest thing that I do getting up, working out, is getting out of bed. All right. So how do I get myself out I of bed? I don't know. I can't wait to hear. No, I know. And and uh, for me, well, I'll get to I the I might ti- steal these. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things I do, for, uh, I guess I have to go back to time first. Because uh-huh. for me, I have to work out first thing in the morning. I know if I don't, I will absolutely, I will absolutely not get it done. Mm-hmm. Things will get in the way. There's too many opportunities for me to have an excuse, to procrastinate, to put it off, if I do it second, but there's also a psychological value in this for me. And that is the things that I value the most, the things that are most important to me, the things that I absolutely have to get done in the day, I do first. So I, I put it as a priority. That's good. It's meaningful. It's not just, it's not an afterthought. It's not something, maybe if I get around to it, I'll do it. It is the most important thing I do in the day. And so that's why that's I do it. That's a solid it. tip. Yeah. That's yeah. why I do it in the morning. 
The other side of it for me is I feel really, really uh, good throughout the day. Like it gets me going throughout the day. Yeah. And I think it, it's dreadful for me. And I know, I, and I'm not saying this works for everyone. I'm just saying it works for me. But if I have to work out at night, awful. It is like dreadful. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. I, I want, you know, I'm, I'm ready to kind of unwind and, and check out. And if I work out like at night, I'm like wired. Like I can't go to sleep. I'm like, it's not, it's not a way for me to relax and unwind, but it's a great way for me to start the day. Okay. So, okay. so when I get out of bed, here's, here's the trick. And, and this is going to sound silly. One of the things I do is I go to bed dressed in my workout clothes. No way. Yes. I mean, I've, I've thrown that tip out there before, but I've actually never done it. <laughs> no, I do it. Okay. Because here, here's the thing. Like the, the challenge with working out is you have this battle with yourself. Yeah. And it's just like waking up, right? Uh, just give me, just give me five more minutes. Just yeah. give me 10 more minutes. Just, uh, I'll get, and, and then all of a sudden it's too late. It's gone. So if I'm already dressed, it eliminates one of the barriers because then it's like I have to go in my closet. I have to put my clothes on. I have to get dressed. Yeah. So if you're already ready before you, you go to bed, step. you remove a step. Okay. Second thing, okay. really powerful, and it's going to sound totally stupid, but, man, it works so well for me. As soon as I wake up, I get right out of bed. There's no, de there's no debate. There's no discussion. There's get no, right up. Just get right out of bed. And, and if I think about it, if I try to rationalize it, again, it's just another one of those things that really helps me to, because it's the hardest thing, right? It is the hard, the, the, for me, yeah, the hardest no, battle. It's hard to, get, just out to get out of bed. And you know what? You're sharing life. This is a life tip. This helps your life, right? This right. isn't even about a workout because I get my workout in, but I have, I really struggle getting out of bed. So this is really cool. What else you got? All right. Okay. The other one, absolutely critical to me is I'm so much more likely to get up and to go if I'm accountable to someone else. Yes, that's... And, and here's, here's how I've worked it. And how I used to work it is having... I used to work out with a person or when, when I played football or what... Because that was really important. Because you always... You yeah. need someone to motivate. And so now it's my son. So my son is... He's, in, uh, he's preparing for next football season... He has to be up and at the high school by 6.30 in the morning. So what also helps me to get out of bed is knowing that I'm accountable to another right. person. So getting out of bed is the biggest. And, and these three little things help me tremendously to kind of eliminate all of the, the barriers and the challenges and the games that you play in your mind. All right. Cool. So um, I talked about time. Yes. And having the consistency of time was so valuable to me, knowing that it's going to happen at this time every single day. It also helped me to have to be able to plan my my day better, you know, aside from just the whole. Um, so have a set time. Don't just say time. I'll do it sometime in the morning. Yeah. It never happens. Have an appointment. It's, it, we've talked about goals. Yeah. And it's the same thing about setting setting this goal of I work out at this time every day. Yep. OK. Now, this will be funny. But okay. I have a process of counting. So whenever I do a rep, if I'm doing cardio, if I'm doing anything, like nothing is to, like it's just, oh, I'm just kind of, everything has a count to it. Okay. And so I count everything. And there's, there's, a, there's a psychology to this. 
and my brother-in-law taught it to me about driving. When you when your mind is actively engaged, you kind of you focus on. I focus on the counting. I don't focus on. Oh, this is hard. Well, what do this you is mean? Painful. You count, do you count okay, up or so, down, or you have a secret? Right. So when I do when I do like uh, cardio intervals, uh-huh. so I count like I'm on number one, or I'm on number two, or I watch the time. I'm always watching the time uh-huh. instead of just sitting on whatever it is. If it's a bicycle, if it's a an elliptical, if it's I'm always watching and counting the time. Gotcha. That helps. And then and then I divide time. And so okay. I go, I'm, uh, I'm now a quarter of the way done. Oh, right. And, and now I'm halfway done. And there's something in the psychology of, of this. So I'm always aware of that I'm progressing. But I take it in small bites, if, it may, if that makes sense. Because you go, okay, I'm, I'm going to be on here. I'm going to do 30 minutes on the elliptical. And you start going, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, this is hard. And, but when you lose yourself in counting and keeping track of what you're going... You forget the hard part of it, and you actually stay focused. And for me, I actually work out so much more efficient and so much more together. Okay. And it's also like a constant pat on the back. Like, you did five minutes. You did ten minutes. I mean, it's like, you know, good job. Right. Okay. Just these small battles. All right, there's more. <sighs> we got to take a break. We'll okay. come back, and I'll finish, because these are powerful yeah, thoughts. I don't want to lose. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. All right, welcome back to Really Healthy. Uh, we're we're talking about some of the things that I use to, to help my your brain workout. work. But not it's not only just to get through it, but it's to actually actively be a participant and to and to get the most out of okay. out of my workouts. Yeah. But there's a couple of other things that I want to share really quickly before we move on. And I have this saying, and the saying is, "The worst day is the first day," because your body's sore and it's tired, and so. I always remind myself that every day that I'm there, it gets easier. Mm-hmm. It gets better. And it's, it's also that same, I, I kind of use that saying when I, when I get out of bed, you know, the worst part of the day is over. It's like I got out of bed and there's just, it, there's just it's all downhill from here. It, it just helps to reaffirm a positive thought. Yeah. And then here's another thing that I symbolically kind of focus on is I'm a sweater. Like I, I, I sweat and I love to sweat when I work out. And so as I feel the sweat leaving my body, and a lot of times it ends up on the floor or somewhere where I'm working out, and I always feel that I'm getting rid of all of the bad things and I'm leaving them on, on the ground. That's and there's almost visual. this sense of like, I'm sacrificing, I'm giving this up, I'm letting it go, I'm sacrificing something for something so much, so much greater. And so for me, it's just a way of, kind of turning the sweat or whatever into, into a positive uh, image. And then, and then another thing that's so powerful, when I work out, I'm like, this is hard. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, it's a great motivator to go, I don't want all of this great work to go to, go to waste. Yeah. That's pretty powerful stuff. Yes. I mean, it really helps to hear from you what, what works in the real world, like in your life, and, gets, and helps your workouts be more mentally engaging so and we'll, rewarding. Yeah, so we'll put these up on the website. We'll let, yeah, let people tips. use them for whatever they I'm want. I'm totally and, stealing them. Yeah, good. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to get on to 
We're going to talk about supplements, supplements because it, people always ask, what supplements should I be taking? Uh, if you walk into a health food store or down the supplement aisle, you're pretty, it's, I'm, I'm quite sure you'll be confused. Like, wh- where do you start? What should you be taking? So in general, my philosophy is I always love to get my nutrients from food, but we don't eat perfectly. And, the, and so there are a couple supplements I do like. And so, the so that's the reason for a supplement is that we just don't get everything our body needs. It's a supplement to your diet. And then, you know, sometimes we need supplements because we have a certain disease or health condition. And so we need more of a nutrient. Sometimes in the environment, we're exposed to some sort of pollutant or there's a genetic factor. So sometimes we need more, but in general, they are a supplement to your diet. And because our diets are pretty crappy, we, most of us could benefit from, there are a couple of supplements that can really help us. So the first one is um, turmeric and, or curcumin. And so curcumin is really what's in turmeric. And this is pretty new, and there are lots of lots, lots and lots of studies. In general, this is a supplement that is an anti-inflammatory. So if you have inflammation like arthritis or so many disease states, diabetes, stress, depression, we're starting to go, huh, there's a problem with inflammation in the body. And we eat so many processed foods and sugars, and we're starting to learn that they cause inflammation. So that's why this is a supplement that I think everybody can benefit from. The other reason is it's not, we don't eat a lot of these foods. So this is what's in a lot of curries and like Indian food and in Indian culture, they eat, uh, they get a lot of turmeric in their diet. And and it tells you like the daily dosage and when you should. Oh, oh no. That's why a supplement, I mean, no, you go down the supplement aisle and you'll see one that has 300 milligrams. Another one has 2000 milligrams. You're like, what do I do? So um, we'll put something up on our website to add some, because you look confused right now. (laughs) You're like, what do you do? When do you take it? How much? In in general, it's 500 to 1000 milligrams per day. But yeah, so, but it's just go ask the health food, the, the vitamin girl and they can help you. They can help you out. Yep. Okay. So the other one to think about is omega threes. So, and this is fish oil. So when, when you take fish oil, you really, what you want is the omega three that's in the fish oil. That's what we're looking for, but it's EPA and DHA. These are fatty acids that, um, are not found in our diet. And so we get them from seafood and we always tell people you should eat seafood twice a week. But do you do we do that? See, I always thought seafood was if I see food, I eat it. But I guess oh, so you probably do that twice a week, (laughs) right? Um, I know, but seafood is a lot of us don't get the seafood we need. Do you do you eat seafood? I mean, are you are are you conscious of this in your diet? Yes, because I I am. am I I I love seafood. We love seafood. We eat salmon regularly, halibut, scallops. So, but but the fatty fish are the better sources of it. So a good salmon a couple nights a week, and then take this. And this is also just remember five hundred milligrams. You're close, but you want five hundred milligrams of the DHA and EPA combo. Okay, and then I have just a general multivitamin. So a multivitamin is great. It's great backup insurance, and there have been all kinds of studies over the years. Take your vitamin. Don't take your vitamin. It's a waste of money. It's bad for you. But in general, I'm going to go back to my previous point, which is our diets are pretty crappy. And I think that we could use a supplement because life is busy and you don't always eat a balanced meal. How do you get uh, consistent with taking these multivitamins? Like... I go back to exercising and yeah. that I have it at a set time of day. Is there a way that you you remember to do this? Do you put it out in your kitchen? Do you, yeah. 
how do you, how do you, you remember so to do this on a consistent? That's a really great question because I'm not consistent at all. Okay. And so consistency might be you put it in the same place every morning, like somewhere, like when you brush your teeth, your vitamins are sitting there. Or it's always in, it's, you keep it out in view or you have a timer or you have a pillbox or whatever. But I actually have an interesting perspective on this. I don't think it has to be consistent. Okay. And I think when you take some of these things inconsistently, your body uses it just the same if it needs it. And so, I, like, I, it's maybe old wives' tale, but, like, when I feel like I'm getting a cold, I load up on vitamin C and echinacea and take a multivitamin. And it's like a flush of stuff that's nev- that I never do. I only do it when I get a cold. And guess what? it usually takes away my cold. Like, hmm. It's just Melanie's wow. little personal experience. But I always say it's because I don't take it every day. It's because I take it once in a while. Right. Okay, moving on. If you have questions about your supplements or if you are taking a supplement, go to consumerlab.com. This is a membership. It's like 30 bucks a year. But guess what? Anything you're taking, any supplement you have a question on, these guys are the authority. They test it. They will take the bottle and go, okay, did that have vitamin C in it or was it sugar? Um, did did it have any contaminants in it? Whatever. It helps you know if your vitamins are pure, if it's what's in the bottle. Great resource. Is there. Yeah, do awesome. it. Okay, we're going to take another break, but when we come back, when is it time to get rid of those leftovers? I want to know this because I always have leftovers. You and everybody else. Yes, so <laughs> stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. Um, we've had a great show and talking about different tips on how to get our brains right and, and uh, about supplements. supplements. And uh, it's interesting. I always lo- I always learn new and very interesting stuff here, <laughs> and I'm a part of this, which I guess is a good thing. Uh, so you get asked this question often. Yeah. And I have often. never I have never thought about this, but after hearing the question, I really want to know. So when do I get rid of leftovers? Because I have stuff that stays in my fridge forever. I know. Ever. It's, it's so funny. When I got my RD, my registered dietitian, um, I thought I was going to change the world with nutrition. And everybody just calls me and wants to know if their uh, pizza from three days ago is still good. But I'm just joking. But no, people want to know this. So first of all, there's a well, super... Well, is it good? It, it, okay. My rule is three days. So any leftover? Leftovers, they usually have about three days in general. Oh, do you keep them longer? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, Listen. I cook stuff on Sunday and eat it like on Friday. There's a handy chart. We'll put it on our website. Okay. And it has all these things like salads, casseroles, oh, meat, okay. raw meat, whatever. And it will say how many days. So it's a really great resource. You should just put it on your fridge if, if this is a common question for you. In general, most things are three days, but some can go seven and yeah, and but seven is too long for me. But it, there, if your food has any signs, if it's slimy, or smelly, or has color changes, uh, I wouldn't risk it. Throw it out. When in doubt, throw it out. <laughs> so is this um, okay? So so let's just start with I cook chicken. Yeah. And it sits in my fridge for four or five days. Yeah. Are we good? I wouldn't. I would be you, done you, after three. You'd be done after three days. Yeah. So even though it's been cooked and it is refrigerated, it's still okay. Still kind of sketchy. 
Yeah, for me, it's three days. But uh, there are guidelines out there that people say seven. I just think there are too many unknowns. And one, one of those is how long did the chicken sit out before you put it in the fridge? Did you cook it and let it cool properly and then refrigerate it? Or did you cook it and it sat on the counter for four hours? Because guess oh. what? The chicken, after you eat it the first time, there's a four-hour rule. Like, it should never sit out more than four hours. It's two to four hours, actually. After but, it's cooked? Yes. Okay. So after you make dinner, you should really put it away within two hours. If you go up to four, then you're pushing it. Okay. How about meat that you, is uncooked? Okay. Uncooked in the refrigerator. And it, sa- it says, like, uh, there's, like, a little stamp on there. Yeah. Used uh, by, sell yes. by. I always look at, like, color and smell and make sure it's good. It's still firm. But in general, poultry is one to two days. It's pretty quick. Like, once you bring it home, a couple days in the refrigerator or move it to the freezer. freezer. Steaks can go longer. They can go three to five days. Is it is it okay if you freeze it and then and then actually cook it? Yes. It's fine. If you thaw it properly. Oh, we okay. could just do a whole show on this. <laughs> thaw it properly? Yes. What if I to... don't thaw my meat? What if I put it in and cook it frozen? Oh, well, I mean, as long as is it reaches okay? temperature, yeah. yeah. You just use oh, a does. thermometer. No, it's totally uh, fine. My family makes fun of me because our kitchen thermometer is a $90 thermometer, and they're like, oh, did you bring your fancy thermometer to the cookout? But it's fabulous, and it's always accurate, and I love my – I use it every time I cook. I always check the temperature. Make well, sure that, my that is, is fascinating. So I've I yeah. got to check this out on our website. Yeah. Okay, we uh, have we've, this article, which was on KSL Radio – um, actually talks about, and this is fascinating, about the impact of sugary soft drinks or sugary drinks on the health of men and women. And it's there's a dramatic increase. Will you tell us? Okay. So this is an interesting article talking about sugary drinks. And first of all, it's about having up to two servings a day, which serving sizes are, are really small. A serving is like a juice glass. So if you bought a bottle of apple juice, that's actually two servings, okay? So a bottle of apple juice from the gas station, whatever, that's two servings. Women who have one of those every day, and it's any sugary drink, Powerade, apple juice, soda, any drink with sugar, So some people think, hey, I'm not drinking the soda pop, but the sugar... You know, it, it's about it's, the sugar. It's, the sugar yeah. is the bad part. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, if a woman has that every single day, her risk of premature death goes up by sixty-three percent, and in a man, that number is about twenty-nine percent. So, it's double the risk for women a sugary drink every day, and um, it's just a these things have no place in our diet. They're not necessary. They're not fuel. They're there's no point in drinking sugary what, drinks. What do you think is the the draw to it is it the the addiction to sugar yes. is it the caffeine is it because i know in my mind with with drinks like this there there's certain kind of i don't know if i've been socially trained traditionally trained on this pizza for example yeah how do you eat pizza with a glass of water it just doesn't Oh, I see. You, you know what mean. I'm saying, and so actually having your food, there's, you know, or, or, I have a few rules like that yeah, when and, I need, I so, need some soda. Yeah, and so me. it's yeah. it's really kind of a challenging thing to well, kind of an get. Okay, and and we talked an we talked thing. about this yeah. before. I'm just wondering what is what is the actual hook to? Because my mom, it's who's sugar. 82, she has to have her Coke, a cola every day. Sugar yes. is a drug. It's addictive. Yes. It is an addiction to sugar. So it's just a, yeah. Yeah. So and we're so, all a bunch of addicts. But real quick on the juice thing, I don't want to drag juice down. Um, a pure juice, like orange juice, small glass, a juice glass of juice is fine. 
Um, but once you start get buying those bigger bottles, it's just too much sugar. So it's a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, so we have a challenge this week. Yes. A nutrition challenge. It's a nutrition challenge. So remember when we launched the show? Yes. 30 episodes ago. The very first episode. Our challenge was drop the pop. And uh, and that is an awesome challenge. We're going to go back to that, but it's actually drop the sugary beverage. That that study we just talked about is pretty compelling. So, so it's no not just sugary, the pop. It it's just, it, if you're drinking something, don't drink your sugar. Um, use a small amount. Have a small piece of dark chocolate instead, instead of drinking a big glass of sugar. All right, there you have okay. it. Okay, great show today. Loved all of the information. Uh, you can visit us uh, on either Facebook or Instagram at the Really Healthy Podcast. Also, go to our website at thereallyhealthyshow.com. Thank you to Alpine Surgery for um, actually being our sponsor. We love it. We, lo- we love what we do, and uh, it's been a tremendous thing. Again, go to the website. Any questions you have, uh, we'd love to answer your questions. We will put all this information up there. We have workouts. There's no excuse ever, ever, ever in the whole entire world for uh, not um, Yeah, and being ask on us show. on social media. Make comments. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about in the show, and we will cover it. All right. Uh, and also, we hope you have a really healthy day. does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on the program. Reliance on any information provided on the program is solely at your own risk.